One of my teachers, Ann Baring, talks about the lunar era, a time when the people of this earth were goddess worshiping. We believed in nature. We believed in the cosmic soul. We believed in the interconnectedness of all things. And with the rise of the patriarchy, we lost that connection to the goddess. It was systematically removed from religion, removed from our societal constructs. The power of the goddess, the power of being a woman, the power of the feminine essence within us all was shamed, was shunned. And so it's no surprise that we feel unworthy as women. Our entire society is built upon the backs of the suppression of the feminine essence. And so we're literally surrounded by it. You can't escape it. And so why are women feeling unworthy? It's because you literally can't turn anywhere and actually see your worth reflected. And that's why it's so important to turn inside because the truth actually lies there. The connection to the goddess lies there. And so it's this remembrance of the truth lies within ourselves. You can't find it externally. That's the mystery about this whole experience being a human alive on this planet is that the gifts, the mystery, the magic, the truth is inside. Prophecies have foretold and wisdom keepers all know that the rise of the feminine will restore balance to our world. In this podcast, we are on a journey to understand the root of the imbalance that has caused disconnection and dysfunction within our humanity, so we can emerge as leaders, creating a new story on Earth. I'm Lauren Walsh. And I'm Shayna Connors. With humble hearts and open minds, we will converse with spiritual teachers, historians, psychologists, revolutionaries, leaders, and healers to navigate these evolving times and reintegrate the feminine history that we have forgotten. Welcome to the Time of the Feminine podcast. Hey, hey, welcome to another episode of the Time of the Feminine podcast. Today, we have a very real and raw, deep and beautiful conversation with you. And before we get started, I would love to introduce our new sponsor, goddesswell.co. Goddesswell creates the highest quality of women's products for your highest self, specifically formulated by women for women to complement our inherent self-healing power, specifically focusing on PMS, menopause, hormone and moon support, and urinary tract health. So what I love about this company is the intentionality within the medicine and the high, high quality of CBD that's within each capsule. So there's various lines. There's the Harmony line for harmony and mood. There's the Radiance line for PMS and menopause relief. There's the Serenity line for UTI relief. And each capsule has two times more CBD than in any other capsule on the market, plus high quality essential oils to target and support relieving all of these various women's hormonal and sexual health issues. So for me, every day I take the Harmony pill for mood and 
hormone aid. And I say a little prayer and I connect with the medicine and I connect with the aliveness of the essential oils. And I ask for help with what I'm going through right now in my woman's health journey. And I feel like I'm giving myself the care and the attention I need. So what's so cool about Goddess Well and Marcella, the owner's connection with Global Sisterhood, is she's a Global Sisterhood facilitator herself, and she has made it available for the Global Sisterhood community to buy one product and get one free using the code SISTERHOOD. That means we get to buy one for ourselves, and we get to buy one with the condition of giving it to a sister to spread the love, to spread the health, and to deepen our circle of women who are healing ourselves and transforming the world. So go to goddesswell.co, use the code sisterhood and buy one and get one free to give to a friend. All right, now let's get going with the show. Hey, family. It's Lauren here. It's been a minute. I've been taking some time doing some deep reflection, preparing for a new project that I'm dreaming up and cooking up. And you've been hanging out with Shayna these past few weeks. And so it's good to be back. And I am so grateful to be back. And the conversations recently have been so awesome and so beautiful. And today we're going to have another really beautiful conversation, probably one of the most important conversations when you get down to it that there is. And our beautiful guest today is the one and only my sister and bestie, Shayna Connors, who you've been traveling with, listening to her awesome questions. Today, I get to interview her and we can have a conversation around a body of work that she is exploring, birthing, creating right now that I know you will relate to. As again, it is one of the core, core fundamental issues that every single woman experiences. This body of work is called A Worth of a Woman. And we're going to dive into a conversation today about what is a woman's worth and who decides that and who has decided that historically and how do we deprogram and depattern things that actually make us feel like we're not enough or we don't have enough. And then how do we translate that into receiving exactly what we need and not less? The finances we need, the love we need, the support we need, the space we need, the resource we need, the community we need, the upliftment we need. We are all so worthy of this. And so let's dive in. Welcome, Shana, to your own podcast. I'm sitting over here tearing up. I think mostly because, you know, this work is coming from my soul, but it's connected from soul to soul. It's not just something that I've explored. I think it's something that we've each touched in our own way because it's the water that we swim in. Understanding our worth and knowing our power is is essential to our human experience, especially right now on the planet. And as women that are here doing the work, it's really difficult to see the ways that we've doubted our worth, suppressed our gifts, shunned ourselves, really really kept ourselves back from being truly who we are. And I know that so deeply because that's the work that I'm doing. 
And to be here talking about this like really touches me because it's taken me a long time to get here. And so I just have a lot of gratitude for this experience and for everything, every step, every hardship, all the things I've had to pass through in order to be here. And so You've shared this on the podcast. I think some women may know this, but I think it's worth starting here. I think it's worth sharing a little bit about you as a girl and then you adapting to really fit into our current system, accelerating in this system, landing a really top important job in finance, and then seeing what the state of the feminine was in that position and then leaving that all behind to come on this spiritual exploration of global sisterhood. And just if you could speak that words, I think it would be really important. So as a little girl, I was a fairy and a princess, and I spent my time singing to the birds and finding my own secret garden and really just enjoying nature. I like have distinct memories of being outside and singing at the top of my lungs with so much joy you know, at that time I had yet to face, is my singing good? Is it perfect? Am I allowed to sing? All of these things that I now know very well. And so I grew up with a very loving family and, you know, I had a beautiful childhood. And then my parents got divorced and I made a commitment to myself when that was happening. Everything I knew was taken away from me in that moment. And I felt that I wanted to control that experience somehow because I didn't have control anymore. And I remember distinctly saying that I was no longer going to sing and that I was just going to be a swimmer. And if you think about singing's expression and swimming, swimming is, is a beautiful thing to do too, right? It's a sport, but what you're actually doing when you're swimming is like you're in this like isolated chamber. There's not so much expression. So in, in a way, it's almost kind of like this way of just suppressing everything that you have inside and just moving through it with your body. And so in a way that was helpful, but I, I like shut off the tap of my creative expression. And so because I no longer had access to my own nature, I learned how to be really good in how to succeed and how to be perfect. And and like and swim cool. in the waters of society too, like the way it was. Right. Like you're like, I'm going to swim and I'm going to be fast. And here's this culture and I'm going to swim in those waters and I'm going to do it really well. I'm going to do it really well. And I was really good at it. I'm really good at it. And yeah, I just remember that everything had to be perfect. Like I remember being in school, this is crazy. And I remember like we had to do drawings and stuff in class and I would literally outsource my drawings to another artist who was better in the classroom so that everything I did was perfect, even if I was working with other people. And so there was just this sense of that if it wasn't perfect, then it wasn't right. And I carried that for a long time. A long time. And I think so many of us have that. If we're not perfect and something's wrong, then we're allowed to criticize ourselves, but we're never perfect because that doesn't exist. And so we're always in this constant cycle of self-criticism, whether we realize it or not. And so long story short, I went to a really good university. I had a really hard time. And from 
basically the beginning of that and through my 20s, I was really sick. I got into the finance world somehow, but I just kept getting sicker and I ended up getting Lyme disease. I had to go on a whole healing journey. And once I started feeling better, I was like, okay, now it's time for me to do the thing that I'm here to do. And I ended up getting a job in venture capital, which is like one of these shiny objects in the field that I was in, getting to this place where you can give out money to other people, lots of money. You know, our fund had $225 million that we were deploying to different startups. And the environment that I was in was super toxic. And I was already going through all kinds of stuff internally that was mirroring the toxicity that that I was swimming in. And so, you know, I had a really wise woman say to me once, like, once you reach the bottom, the only place to go from there is up. And so in a lot of ways, while many people would think that was the top, for me, that was a bottom. And it's interesting how this works. I think a lot of us can idealize things in our life. Like if I have this, then this will be true. If I have that, then I'll be worthy. If I have this other thing, then I won't have to suffer with this feeling inside anymore. And that's just not true. It doesn't go away until you can really face it and find the roots of what is causing that feeling. And so for me, I started to see how as a woman, which I had never really thought about consciously, like me as a woman in this super patriarchal world, in this very patriarchal job, in this very patriarchal system, I started to have an awakening. I realized I didn't listen to books written by women. All my mentors were men. I had suppressed the feminine inside of myself and I desperately wanted to change that. And so that's a bit of my story before coming to Global Sisterhood, but it really shaped me as a human being. And so I just have so much gratitude for all of it. Something that always stood out to me when in the early days when you were coming to Global Sisterhood and you would we were talking about money and Global Sisterhood, you would always talk about how less than 2% of venture capital goes to women. Can you talk just a little bit about that? Yeah. So historically, there's a few reasons why money is not going to women. Women were not actively creating companies as proactively as men were. And then the ones who were creating companies were afraid to ask for the big bucks, which I totally get because it's really scary. And even we had difficulty doing that. And then the women that would get get into the room to actually ask had this energy of unworthiness, but not to say it's just women's fault. Actively, these firms were not investing in women. And so that's changing a bit. There's more venture capital funds now that are allocated specifically for women. And there's other funds that are designated specifically for women of color. And now there's more capital that's being deployed to continue to invest in these companies. But what's so interesting about this is that women actively outperform male companies. Outperform. And so the fact that there's such a low rate of women being invested in, to me, is just misogyny because the numbers actually don't back up the fact that it's not a good investment. They actually prove that it is. So this idea of worth, I remember you always said you part of the reason why you came to Global Sisterhood is you would see you got to be in the room with women pitching their companies and they were more prepared, more educated, more thought out, but they 
came to the table not knowing if they deserved. And that to me always has struck me because I relate to that so much. Like actually the more I get to know myself, I'm like, wow, I'm, I'm quite brilliant. But in certain areas, I, I just don't know if I deserve, you know? And so that you shared with me and you taught that to me. That was one of the reasons why Global Sisterhood was so interested. It's interesting to you is because you were like, why do women not feel worthy? Yes, misogyny, yes, patriarchy, but why more? Give me more information. And so you've been on this journey of not only talking to literally thousands of women all over the world, holding space, being in circle with them, hearing them. You've gone on your own self-worth journey as well. And with all the work we've done to understand the Again, the the metaphor of the waters that we're swimming in that has created this lack of self-worth in women. I would love to just hear you share a bit about that too. As you have been on this journey with Global Sisterhood and discovering your own worth and also the source of how women have historically been taught to doubt everything about ourselves, what have you been learning and what do you really want to share with the world about it? What comes to mind is that it's all conditioning. You know, this is... It's not our fault. It's really not any specific person's fault. It's really easy to want to blame people, but this is collectively created and continues to be upheld by all the people that are not questioning it. And that's not our fault either. But we do have a responsibility to do the work. And so for me, the lack of worth comes from way, 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 way back. You know, one of my teachers, Anne Baring, talks about the lunar era a time when the people of this earth were goddess worshiping. We believed in nature. We believed in the cosmic soul. We believed in the interconnectedness of all things. And with the rise of the patriarchy, we lost that connection to the goddess. It was systematically removed from religion, removed from our societal constructs, the power of the goddess, the power of being a woman, the power of the feminine essence within us all was shamed, was shunned. And so it's no surprise that we feel unworthy as women. Our entire society is built upon the backs of the suppression of the feminine essence. And so we're literally surrounded by it. You can't escape it. And so why are women feeling unworthy? It's because you literally can't turn anywhere and actually see your worth reflected. And that's why it's so important to turn inside because the truth actually lies there. The connection to the goddess lies there. And so it's this remembrance of the truth lies within ourselves. You can't find it externally. That's the mystery about this whole experience being a human alive on this planet is that the gifts, the mystery, the magic, the truth is inside. And so in my journey with Global Sisterhood, Lauren, and working with you and getting to see myself in that reflection reminded me of who I am and that I'm a daughter of the earth. I'm a daughter of the cosmic force. I'm here to steward the earth in the best way that I know how. And I'm here to unlearn all of these things that have been handed to me. I don't want to continue to uphold these systems that oppress people, that oppress myself, that shame my body. You know, I want to live in a different world. And so this inspiration to do this work is really a devotional practice for the earth, for the mother. In the areas that I feel have impacted me the most around my worthiness, 
has been um, around money for sure, around my intelligence, because I was a different type of smart. You know what I mean? I'm just a different type of smart. And also around my body, my appearance, my attractiveness, my deservedness of love and belonging. And something about like money, appearance, and intelligence, like if those weren't perfect or in like a a nice, beautiful, really cool package (laughs) that I would somehow not belong. And that's on like an external way. And then an internal way in my own relationship, even with God, the distortion of like how I relate to myself in the universe, the distortion of patriarchal religious oppression inside of me, programmed in me, thinking that, you know, every time I come to God, if I wasn't working really, really hard or sacrificing this and this and like making this stride, then somehow God was absolutely bonkers, actually. But it's a deep, deep, deep process of transforming that. You know, my relationship with other and my relationship with like the deepest self or God in me. And those are two aspects of transforming worth, like how people perceive us and how we perceive ourselves in relationship to the universe and in the most intimate moments. And I want to ask, like, what has helped you heal the most? Gosh, what has helped me heal the most? Global sisterhood and working with indigenous people. Com certeza. Com certeza. No doubt. Yeah. So first I'll talk about global sisterhood. Sisterhood is a healing antidote for this. It really is. 100%. Being able to see yourself in the reflection of a sister who is doing the work that is willing to stand in the fire with you. Case in point, Lauren, our relationship, the way that we've been able to move through such difficulty and our own unworthiness complexes. And not to say that we're perfect or that we've achieved the thing that the pinnacle, whatever that is, but the amount of transformation we've had in the past five years together, who we've each individually become, to me is a testament of success. That success, how much you've changed, how much you've transformed. And, you know, it's also taught me that we're much better together. We can do incredible things when we support each other and when we hold each other up. When we're honest about when we're comparing, when we're judging, we're honest about those things with ourselves primarily. We begin to have awareness around it because that heals. It really does heal. And so sisterhood's the first thing. Working with indigenous people, the most magical thing that I think exists on this earth is the fact that indigenous people have not lost their connection to the land. And that's not to say this is true of all indigenous people all original people. But there are people on this planet that have never lost their connection. And learning from that source, being able to remember who I am in connection to that, because I am connected to that, heals you on such a deep level. It's hard to put into words. Our English language is so constricting. This is so much more expansive than something that could possibly even be uttered. They've also shared with me you know, through transmission, the idea of the village, you know, this way of living together, being able to see yourself in relation to having a purpose within a people's. We can see ourselves with others. That's real. And when we can see ourselves reflected in a community that shares a vision, 
We know our worth. You don't question that. It's just inherent in, in that system. And so this is why a lot of this conversation around worth, where I always come back to is it's cultural. We've been enculturated to believe that we're not worthy. So it's not our fault. And we can change the culture through being that reflection, through sharing, through learning how to embody our worth and to be ourselves. And that is a journey that is endless, but it's, in my opinion, so worthwhile. The thread here in sisterhood and the thread here in the indigenous peoples who never lost connection to the earth is the power and the magic and the transformation of the feminine. You know, there's real magic that has been oppressed, real magic, not like some frou-frou word that you see in fairy tales, but like the very force that creates life, destroys life, heals life, and creates miracles. That is in the feminine. That is in the connection to earth. And that can be found in sisterhood. And that is what's so cool about the path that we've been walking is because we're like, we're born again believers in the magic because it is freaking real. And if any of you have been following around, following this podcast or circling yourself, then you know you can taste it. And that brings me to wanting to share a little bit about how these two elements, the wisdom of the indigenous and the connection to earth and the journey of global sisterhood and the awakening of the great mother have all come together to inform this body of work, this new program that's coming out, A Worth of a Woman. And I'd like you to just share about A Worth of the Woman, the entire journey, and then this part that's launching now. So I want to just share like one of the things that really inspired me. In my work in Global Sisterhood, I've had to talk about money and how to make money and how to feel worthy of uh, asking for money and to be worthy of like receiving in this dynamic that we have in this capitalistic culture that we live in. And when I've actually gotten to the conversation about money, I feel like I've been met with this energy of like, how could I even get there? And so there was a journey to take people on to even get them to feel worthy, to even get them ready to prepare for this entity called money. There's like so much, there's so much work before prerequisites to do basically. And I really want to do that work around money, but I'm like, what's the key to getting women ready for that conversation? And it's worth, it's our worth. And so this work, I envision it like a mother tree. It's this effervescent tree that is inside of each one of us. And in order to actually get this tree to be turned on online and in relation with the earth, we have to start at the roots. And so this course is all about the roots. It's about understanding the cultural context that we're in. It's about understanding the history that's taken place that has led us to believe that we're not worthy of fill in the blank. And so this journey that I'm starting with is a way to get women ready to be able to understand that it's not your fault, that this work is needed for you to come out and do the very thing that you're born here to do in this time of the feminine. You know, we need each women's magic. We need their unique gifts. And so how do I help in my 
special way to make women feel ready of their mission. And so we're going to start with the roots. I have Anne Baring, Juanita Robertson, Yaya Louisa Tish, and Mayor Chapman coming to teach on things like internalized misogyny, on the history of the oppressed feminine, on reconciliation and forgiveness, and ancestral healing. And so I'm so excited. To me, these are the pillars of the roots, how we can really be mindful of what's happening, how we can understand that you know, this stuff is inherited and how do we work with that in order to understand the history? Because I think that helps illuminate the fact that this is actually historically documented and that there's nothing wrong with you. It's literally been a passed down narrative that's happened throughout history. And then to actually forgive the oppressor to forgive the fact that we've had to really put up with this and not to make it right, but to free ourselves, to free ourselves from the system so we can be truly who we're meant to be. So that's a little bit about the program. And this is kind of like, for me, a much longer body of work that will continue for as long as I feel inspired to to put energy here. But it feels really important and I feel super guided and the universe has definitely been backing me up. And so I'm very excited about it. Yeah. And this is part one of the worth of a woman saga. And this, the next parts that come after we heal the roots that we've been indoctrinated in and we can like uproot some old ideas, then it comes to the, the like healing, the, in, the deep personal healing so that the worth can with all that toxic stuff taken out and the context being brought, we can actually do that fundamental self-worth healing. And then part three, which is so cool, is about abundance. It's about wealth. It's about prosperity. It's about manifestation. It's about creating heaven on earth through meeting all of your needs from your love needs to your connection needs, to your purpose needs, to your financial needs, so that we can all be the empowered women that we're meant to be living our gifts, helping create seeds of a new time on earth while deeply nourished and supported. Mm. Being stewards of our great rebirth. Being stewards of our great rebirth. So Shana, tell us a little bit about how the program begins when it starts and all of that. So enrollment's open now. We just opened it yesterday and the course begins on May 2nd. And so I encourage you to join if you feel like this journey is for you. So share a little bit more about like what the program looks like and what to expect and who it's right for. So this program is a month long and it starts on May 2nd. And the way that it's going to open is with an intention circle. And so all of us coming together and really sharing and getting honest about where we are in this journey. And so we can really see and hear from our sisters and be held in this space of coherence. And then our next session is going to be around with Anne Baring, with 91-year-old Anne Baring. It is such a treat and honor to be in her presence, but learning about the historical suppression of the feminine. And so we're going to have six live courses. Anne Baring will be our first teacher appearance. And then there'll be three other teachers after that. Mayor Chapman on internalized misogyny, Yaya Louis Satish on ancestral healing, and then 
finishing with Juanita Robertson on reconciliation and forgiveness. And then the last week will be a closing and integration circle. So a chance for us to really come together and to hear about the experiences each of us went on and really be able to solidify and take away key things that we can integrate into our lives moving forward. And so the course is going to be a mix of online and offline work. The online work will be the active participation in the live courses to be able to come, to share, to hear, to receive. And then the offline work is a mixture of meditations, resource packets that will help you understand the worthiness journey that you're going through and how to identify the things that you need to continue to look at. And so it's going to be a mix of work. And then we're going to have a WhatsApp group, which is going to be a sharing space for all of us to be together, to share the wisdom that we're receiving, to share the things that are coming up for us, and also to be able to get guidance from me as we go along this journey. You know, worth has been something that I think ever since I first woke up as a woman, it's like, oh, I have worthiness issues, but I am not enough. I think I've termed that. And even, you know, after. 16 years, which is minuscule to many women who've been on the path, but 16 years of like really devoted work of healing myself and learning to love myself, I still need this program. You know, I still need to gather with my sisters and spend a month focusing on it, just simply to focus my attention on me and that my solar plexus and my beliefs about myself and that I am and just give myself that kind of presence and attention while being held by these epic teachers and guided by you. It just feels like an opportunity to really show myself some deep love, to really nourish myself, especially the at-home work to do journaling prompts and just to focus for a month, like a sacred dieta, like to really focus on a month of like, okay, I have been dealing with certain lingering worth issues for a while and I'm going to give it a month of my life to really make a lot of progress, like really do a sacred diet, the transformation that happens because of the intention. It's the, it's the magic of the earth, right? Coming in circle together with such intentionality we can really do some work and we don't have to deal with like the subtle thoughts and the mirror, the, the, the scarcity, the, all of that. We can spend this time as a alchemizing force to, to transform it. Yeah. And that's exactly the intention of this. You know, I really believe in the focused work because it's easy to do a program for six months, but how actively are you participating for those six months? But if you're going to do something for one month, and you're filling yourselves with the same information and the same questions. It's really about the questions because this helps illuminate in your own subconscious what's still there and present for you to explore. That's where the real magic happens. And then because you spent one month thinking about this, that ripples out through your entire year. It just like endlessly will shower you with the things that you've learned, with the things that you've received, with the questions you've been asking. And so it's like the potency of like really having this month be focused on your worth. Why? Why do I care about this? Because I want to see women leading. I want to see women taking charge. I want to see female-led companies. I want women to feel confident to express and to become authors and dancers and singers and poets and all the beautiful things that we're here to be and do. And so... I want women to feel worthy to embody their feminine magic. I want it to be safe for them to do that. I want women to know that their worth is not taking away from somebody else's and that 
you can be safe in sisterhood while expressing who you truly radiantly are. And so I feel like that's the healing bomb that, you know, this little wound that we have inside that might be a big wound in some of us. It's like the healing salve we can put on it and be like, it's okay. We're all in this together. You know, we might all have a different angle of this wound, but it's inside of all of us. And if we're gentle and honest, we can really begin to see it and give it the love and attention that it needs. And so it is. Shana, give everybody a little bit of a heads up of how to sign up for A Worth of a Woman. So I love that the acronym for Worth of a Woman is WOW. (laughs) And so the URL is globalsisterhood.org backslash wow. And the link will be in our bio on Instagram and it will also be in our emails that are coming forth for the next few weeks. And so I'm sure you'll hear more from us. And yeah, I just want you to know that this course is really for any woman, wherever you are on the worth journey and that we do have scholarships available. I want this work to be available to anyone who really wants to come. And that's like with sincere truth and passion and dedication in your heart that this work is for you and that you want to embark on this mission because I don't really believe in anything being free, but I do believe in exchange. And so if you need some kind of financial assistance, you can fill out the scholarship form that's available on the Worth of a Woman landing page. And I'll be going through all of those and handpicking the women that I want to be a part of this journey. And so Yeah, I hope that this inspires you. And for those of you that feel inspired that you are able to push through whatever you might feel is holding you back and come along on this journey with us. Woohoo. We love you. You're worthy. We're all worthy. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Time of the Feminine podcast. It is such an honor every time to be able to host these conversations and to share the stories of the beautiful people we get the opportunity to interview. And so if you enjoyed this podcast, please go ahead and leave us a review. You can do so on Apple Podcasts and write a nice note, or you can do so on Spotify by leaving stars. We so appreciate every single one of you that's taken the effort to go out and to share with others and with our community about how this podcast has touched you. It really means so much to us since for us, this is a labor of love. And so thank you for giving back in that way.